This is totally classic. Uh, my name is Brendan McNamara. And I am Andy Swindler. And today we're gonna talk about masks. This is the first like four, this, I wanted to do like a little formalish intro. I'm caught in the web of like whether doing formal intros are necessary. I know some people like them. Uh, I often think it just leads to preamble and you're like, I don't know, just listen to it. Like look at the subject, click on it. You already know what the subject is. You don't need to know all this stuff again. But I know some people like it. I think it settles people down. I'm not that kind of person, but it settles people down and they're like, oh, okay. They're telling me who they are. They're telling me what we're talking about. And now, like it helps people just like, I don't know, their cortisol levels rise or lower or whatever thing is supposed to happen. And there um, might be one or two folks who haven't listened to every single episode. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. But even so, like who's talking right now? I mean, does it, does it matter? Does it? Right? Aren't we? Are we getting into this sort of, uh, you know, credentialism? <laughs> These are the things I think about when I'm just like, can should we just do an intro? Too late. We already did it. We're talking about masks today, guys. Which I want to just want to say, I am always excited to talk about. One of the reasons. This is a quick backstory. One of the reasons we're having this podcast. And I still don't know if I ever told you this, Andy, but um, I love Andy Swindler and I've known Andy Swindler for 23, 24 years, whatever, long time. Loved him pretty much that entire time. Um, and I talked to Andy Swindler generally twice a year max over the past like decade or so. Greatly enjoy those talks. They're long talks. We call them walk-in talks. We literally like get out, move around, get sunshine. We like make sure it's going to be an enhanced chemical experience because we're moving, we're in the sun, we're sort of sharing our journey and life as we're sharing our physical journey. It is, it's, it's always delightful. I always look forward to them. Um, even though sometimes we have procrastinated on, on scheduling them and rescheduling them, making them happen. I reached out and started contacting Andy far more regularly uh, via text message specifically. And it was fueled out of something to do with masks. So uh, masks are something I started uh, masking, especially for respiratory viruses, something I got super interested in 2020, um, started immediately talking about it when a pandemic was declared and then lockdowns were declared. And I started talking to my close group of friends from Los Angeles where I lived, although I just left Los Angeles and started talking to them about everything I was reading and discovering and trying to think through this seemingly life shaking cataclysmic event. Um, pretty rapidly, my friends just stopped talking to me. Um, I kept talking. I'm, I'm not super, I'm a little oblivious to things like nonverbal cues, um, especially when you're speaking virtually. And so this came in a couple of sets of ways with my closest friends in the world until over two years, but two years later almost, um, I was sent essentially a formal intervention letter slash cancellation of our, our pause, conditional pause on our friendship. Uh, if I did not uh, seek professional help for my obsessive compulsive disorder. Um, they were not clear in explaining like what the obsession was. Um, so, but I know it certainly had, it sort of originated to do with me talking about masks and kind of doing like reading studies on masking and then them being kind of like overwhelmed by how much information I was processing and trying to co-process with them. My therapist described it as like, it's kind of like when a kid like when you're trying to nap, a kid jumps on you and immediately starts wrestling you. And it's like, yay. And you're like, what are you doing? I'm trying to rest. Um, so that may have been what I was doing. I was just processing the same way I always do. Anyway, in that cease and desist, I was like, okay, either 
So they're saying I'm crazy. So either I'm crazy or they're crazy. Um, I looked at the symptoms of OCD. I don't have it. I've been in therapy for a couple of months, specifically asked my therapist about it. He does not analyze me as having had it. So I'm very happy to say, uh, or sad to say, I don't know, that my, my closest friends in the world at the time um, have in some way taken leave of perceptions of reality. But the nice part about that was it literally sent me scurrying to uh, my friend Ross and my friend Andy to be like, okay, I need to talk about this stuff because people are basically over there. You're, you're crazy, you're obsessed, you're, you need help. I, I literally can't be friends with you unless you go get um, help for this diagnosis we've um, analyzed you with. All that to say, I'm probably gonna have a lot to say about this subject and I'm so glad to have Andy in my life. I love you too. Uh, <laughs> I, I did some math because I think I got, you know, I think I passed math for trees back in college. Yeah. And uh, it's 26 years. Mm. Since the big day, which we will address another big day. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, thank you for sharing that. Uh, and it sounds, I, I, a couple of curiosities, you know, I don't know if you'll get into, people may be curious what happened to that relationship, but also maybe just a touch more context. I mean, what, what were you sharing that would have led somebody to, to diagnose you as having OCD? OCD. Um, I'd say for about four or three or two or three months, we were on Marco Polo as like a group chat. That's how we were, especially when we left the town that we lived in for 20 years. Um, that's kind of how we were sharing our new lives and what we were up to. And then the pandemic was declared and it was like, that was in, of interest to me. Um, and I was kind of sharing how I was feeling, that I was I was a little afraid because I, I was like, based on what I was reading, I was like, oh, having autoimmune issues, like I do, I'm an immune compromised person. Um, I was like, oh, I'm kind of in the danger zone. Um, no one else in my group ever expressed fear, by the way. I, again, I didn't know until about three or four months ago that people were actually afraid of COVID itself. I was like, that's not a real thing. Like, that's it's like such a rare thing, it's not real. It's like a media generated thing, I always thought. Um, just experientially, I just never encountered it. Uh, and then, so there's three or four months though, after I think it was like April or so of 2020, I read an NPR article that said um, that the that there sort of weren't any random control trials on masks and respiratory viruses, or there weren't any sort of like conclusive ones. And that sounded crazy to me. I love NPR, by the way. Um, that sounded crazy to me. I was just like, well, that, that doesn't seem real. That sounds like who would, I mean, we've been using masks since flicking like plague doctors, right? So um, those guys, you know, those guys. Uh, so like a platypus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, those, I mean, the mask. A, a platitude puss. Platitude puss. A plague puss. Um, so they. Uh, that sounded crazy to me, and so um, I have ulcerative colitis. So I, in like two or three trips to the bathroom, I found two or th three random control trials on masks and respiratory viruses with conclusions of not effective. So I was like. Oh, wait a second. Well, a, I felt heartbroken that NPR would lie to me. And then B, uh, I was like, that's weird that they would even say that. Like, why would you, why wouldn't you just say, like, don't, don't even address it. You know what I mean? Why would you, why would you say that? So, and I started sharing that with my friends. And then I started, as, as I started doing that, I was like, well, let me keep looking. If I keep looking, eventually I'm going to find material that supports mask use for um, limiting transmission of a respiratory virus. And I just kept looking and kept looking and I started feeling crazier and crazier because I'm now like 15 deep, 20 deep, 25 deep, 30 deep, and I'm not finding anything to really validate this concept. Um, and then I finally started seeing stuff, but then I was like, oh, okay, but this isn't, this is a different type of study and science says this study's not as important. So then 
this is like an observational trial, it's retrospective. These are, these are weak, like declaratively, not by my assessment, but how science arranges by the hierarchy of scientific evidence, like what the most important, like uh, things to follow in evidence-based medicine are and that sort of thing. So I was sharing all this for probably two or three months. And then eventually, because I'm a verbose individual, uh, my monologues for like five or six Marco Polos were the only Marco Polos. And so I finally had to text people and be like, what's going on? Are we not doing Marco Polo anymore? And they were like, yeah, I don't know. We're just kind of over it or whatever. And then I was like, oh. And then RT was like, maybe you were just, they were sick of you talking about the thing. And I was like, oh, all right. So I don't know. It was like, that was like the first wave. And then honestly, it was multiple waves of that same thing. And so I sort of talked to, talked to them and they were kind of like, yeah, we just like, I don't know. We don't have that much. Like it's kind of exhausting or whatever. And I was like, oh, we well, could have told me that or whatever. They didn't. Um, so that was kind of how it waved out. And then I didn't really talk to them about it till like April of the next year. Cause I took one year of reading. I read over like 80 studies at the time. I've read about hundred and something now uh, till I did a video and I shared the video with them. Cause I was like, oh, I haven't talked about this to you for like six months, eight months. I made a whole video kind of compiling all the stuff. So then you're not overwhelmed by me constantly regurgitating information. And then they got furious with me and they said I was being bullying and all this stuff and I violated boundaries. And so we tried to talk that through or whatever. And then I didn't really talk to masks about them, to, about masks for probably another six months, eight months until the sort of pop narrative, like people in MSNBC, CNN were saying the same things I'd said two years ago. Mm. Like, the former uh, head of the FB, FDA, Scott Gottlieb, or uh, Monica Gandhi, who's a, a University of San Francisco doctor, who's one of the first people to say that we should uh, uh, implement universal masking in the United States. Or Dr. Leanna Wen, who's like the closest thing to like, I think like a, she should be prosecuted for the hate that she, that she she's like a, vil, a full-on villain of the pandemic. Um, even she was like, yeah, you know, cloth masks are, are uh, what is she, facial decorations. And I was like, guys, this is crazy. This whole thing that's for some reason led to like a division between us that I think was maybe some way about my like saying too much, but also must've been some sort of, I assume, some sort of difference of opinion. And I was like, look guys, like I thought, I was worried they thought I was crazy. And I was like, okay guys, people are saying the thing I said two years ago. So it wasn't chicken little saying the sky is falling. The, the sky was falling, you know? And then that, they were like pretty much like furious at that point. And they were like, you have a problem. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, no, it super sucks. It super sucks. Um, uh, I'm still trying to figure it out with them or whatever. I just emailed them for the first time uh, after like three or four months, uh, like a few days ago. Um, Good. So I don't know. I'm always, I'm, 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 I'm like, I, I'm. This opinion is not shared by some people around me, but I'm always hopeful of like, I don't know, healing's always possible. So. Or even even healing and separate before separation is possible, but I'm I'm conscious you know. un uncoupling. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I uh, but, but anyway, I, this is a contentious topic, and I'm glad to be able to talk about it with you and to model for people that it doesn't it doesn't need to break any friendships up. This is just this is come. Let us reason together. Yeah. Oh, well, let me <laughs> offer um, a little context, um, especially for those joining us for the first time here today. Yeah, uh, about my journey in in you know parallel <laughs> time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it'll be brief because um, I think it went something like this. Um, oh yeah, uh, mass. That, that seems like a pretty good idea. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah. See, now you're making me seem obsessive with Wilson because my monologue was like three and a half minutes, 
and yours was 10 seconds. You're like, so, but this is helpful to me, Andy, though, even, listen, even the limitation of your monologue about your actual history is helpful to me. Cause then I was like, and I've thought this before, but I was like, okay, wait, relative to people who have the history that you just described, I, I'm, maybe I do seem crazy. You know what I mean? No, <laughs> I, I was being intentionally brief to, no, no, I know, to, I know. to, to, to try to be funny and, and also to, funny. to illustrate the, you know, maybe there's a middle ground. Maybe that's part of what we're, what we're about here. Um, but yeah. I don't, I also don't think it's healthy. We've talked about this at length. I also don't think my approach was particularly healthy or responsible. Um, and, and, and what I think I, I can, I'm going to make a few assumptions about your friends, but, you know, I think that it can feel safer to cling to groupthink than to know the truth. And sure, those of us who were kind of just going with the flow, I'm like, sure, we should wear masks. That, yeah, that yeah. seems, and you know, common sense is thrown around a lot, which is a really funny phrase to use in this, in this yeah. way, because right? that's, well, it's common, therefore it's groupthink, that's all that means. <laughs> so, and it's like, I bought it and I was like, and I've even, you know, kind of used our conversations and some of your research lightly in other conversations. And it's like, as I've started to probe that terrain, it is like amazing, you know. And I don't, I don't think I, I hope I didn't resist it quite as much because I did. I tend to just be, I don't know, a little more go with the flow on a lot of things. But I mean, there are folks who are just like vehement. I mean, like you just described. I mean, I'm getting little, little tastes of that energy. And people yeah, are yeah. like, what do you know? What are you talking? It's just common sense. You put something in front of the thing, it's going to block the things, and that's that. I'm like, really? <laughs> how do you know? That's, just all, that's all you're asking is, how do you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because you can't, I mean, that's, but the funny thing is, is, and I just had this conversation the other day. I was like, oh, yeah, people are still having this. I, I guess I've been literally having arguments, and I don't mean that in a negative way, like literally sustains systematic reasoning with strangers and friends alike or associates alike uh, for probably a year and a half at this point. And even before I did my video, I argued with people online for probably four or five months because just to let everyone know, the point of arguing, like the use of arguing, why we invented arguing as human beings is to test our reasoning. If your reasoning can stand up to argumentation, you have a strong argument. That's how you figure out the strength of an argument. Just the same way as like, if you had a, <clears throat> if you had a sword, you'd bang it against a bunch of things until it broke. And you'd be like, oh, okay, well, it stood up against all these things before it broke. That's a pretty good sword, right? This is just, this is just basic, a stick, a rock. This is just how human beings evaluate materials. And, and likewise, ideas are essentially materials. Um, so I am so beyond the realm of even assuming common like the common sense argument exists and i don't mean like i've transcended it but i've just like i do i engage those sorts of arguments early and then six months later different ones and probably another two months later different ones and and now i'm kind of at a place where at this point i have an argument that no one has been able to out argue because i've been formulating it i've been testing it and banging it against rocks and having pieces chipped off left and right stabbing me in the eye I mean, it's dangerous smithing to like formulate a concept you know what i mean and i would not i'm a i'm a conscientious individual again i didn't make a video about it until i had studied it for a flipping year i put in hundreds of hours of work not my ten thousand, but hundreds of hours you know what i mean extraordinary i was yeah, like I, this is a valuable thing to have in the world <laughs> yeah it was just and again then i'm just going to share what i know that's what we do as human beings but i just started addressing the common sense one the other day but like you put a thing in front of the thing, shouldn't it stop the thing? 
That's, but that doesn't even pass the common test, common sense test. If you put a tennis racket in front of a fire hose, it's, is that going to make any flipping difference? You can't just put a thing in front of a thing and it stops a thing. If you I put mean, a- I mean, some of the water, in fairness. Some yes, of some, some of the water, water, right. But will you get, will you be any less soaked? No, no, you will not. So even common sense, you'd have to say, okay, a mask blocks some stuff. Does mask, do masks block stuff? Yes, masks block stuff. Do masks block enough stuff that it in any way fundamentally changes how many people get infected? The literature says no, like most likely no, I should say most, let me be super specific in my language. Most likely, no, they do not have any statistical difference whatsoever. My best understanding of that, again, because I haven't conducted any experiments, I'm not conducting my own research. I'm literally just reading the conclusions of science. My best understanding is masks don't block enough stuff to make any difference to infections. The same way, if you put your hand over a fire hose, but kept the fire hose aimed at me, I'm gonna be, there's no part of my clothes that will not be soaked. And an infectious dose is infinitesimally small. The virus travel is an aerosol virus. It travels on particles infinitesimally small that can literally flow through most masks. Even an N95 would occlude only the material itself, 95% of particles. So 5% of particles are going through the mask. What percentage is going out all the leakage points? I don't flipping know. All I know is that based on the results of random control trials, it's enough that people still get infected at the same rate most of the time as if you wore nothing at all. So in that way, like it doesn't actually even pass the common sense test because common sense to me would say, okay, well, what does science say about it? And at the time in 2020, science absolutely said, this is highly unlikely that masks do anything. Science already said cloth masks, which is the mandate in 2020, cloth masks are potentially conductive of infection. So the 2020 thing had no common sense to it really whatsoever, other than you put a thing in front of a thing. M meaning maybe they're even worse? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we knew that from a, yeah we knew that from a random control trial in Vietnam, um, the first random control trial of of cloths. It didn't really have a great control group. It was like a mixed control group. There's plenty of things you can find problems with it or whatever. But still, the cloth masks had more infections than the control group and and the surgical mask group. And then there was a Bangladeshi big random control trial that was completed last year. I think they're redoing it um, now because they've had all sorts of weird confounders that made it problematic. Again, the concert, the confidence interval of like, okay, it either worked this much, which is not statistically significant, or it harmed this much, also not statistically significant. But part of the confidence interval was that it literally led to more infections. So cloth masks, which all of us were told to wear by our government, were, and that's why I was at the time, I was like, this is, wait a second, this is crazy. And I felt again, like a crazy person because everyone was like, you need to calm down. <laughs> you need to come down. Spit comes out. This catches the spit. What? What? What else do you need to know, man? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know, I was. Um, I upgraded. I put a coffee filter in my cloth mask. Oh, nice. What kind of coffee did you brew with it? Um, did you brew coffee first? I I, I spit out my coffee to test yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it, it nice, worked. Nice. Yeah, no, that was, I remember that was a big, that was a big thing by like June, June or June or July of 2020. Yeah. And I think, you know, let's face it, there was some degree of desperation. And again, like, and you pointed out your side, but you know, I, I was living in the fear yeah. world of COVID, <laughs> but that was for some yeah. reason, we haven't exactly 
figured that social phenomenon out yet. Why, no, why it's I, amazing. You know, so we can we'll keep unpacking that. Um, but in a, a couple other pieces of context, you know, one of the yeah. Well, first of all, when it when it all happened, you know, it was like oh, in ninety five is the thing, and I beginning of COVID, I felt so proud of myself because I was like, oh my God, like I have like a couple of N95 masks in my, in my like just handyman, whatever around, you know, oh, tool yeah, yeah, yeah. toolbox for the house. And, uh, and I had a bunch of toilet paper. I was like, I, I'm ready for this. I'm, like, like, I'm, I'm I am the last man alive. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and I assume like, we'll talk more about materials, but I, I, I have a new friend who's, who's in the healthcare industry and, and, you know, she's, was, kind of a little down on in 95 because she's like well it's it only goes one direction and and um she was just saying like those those kind of flimsy blue you know medical masks um yeah. that's that's really the jam because they've just they've got some layer that that specifically you know is better they have an electrostatic um, layer that tends literally things that sort of adhere to it <clears throat> yeah. okay so but, so but, that little piece of context i picked up the last thing i'll weave yeah. in again going back to the beginning I think part of the problem was, uh, at least you know, in the, in the circles I was swimming in, it it the idea of the masks were kind of either just accepted, like like I did, or the other the alternative was presented like I mean, it really read like a conspiracy theory to me because it was like, well, first the masks and then the gas chamber. And I'm like, um, yeah. what? Like I don't mm, like. Yeah. Yes, I get that that once we accept government control and and just sort of blindly you know follow the leader off off the cliff like sure i can see that and i think sure. there's a few steps um but i do i think i've used the frog boiling you know metaphor here because sure. you've helped me realize that i was that that frog maybe still in various ways of, of just I, you know, I, think so we, I think we all are honestly i think my outrage is so below what a normal person would actually be functioning at. like I, I think i'm barely outraged you know <laughs> i think we're all we're all boiling frogs to some degree i think we're just not dead yet you know and, and just in case anybody doesn't get that reference it's like you know yeah yeah you're we're we're boiling frogs and, and by the time we realize we're boiling it is too late to jump yeah. out of the pot yep that's it you know what well what's funny is uh the conspiracy theory element of it uh, well, not even conspiracy, but whatever. I don't, now conspiracy theory means a vernacular term that honestly two years ago it didn't mean, but I feel like now conspiracy theory is actually doesn't even mean conspiracy theory anymore, um, which is so difficult for me how fast language can alter because I'm a very, I'm like a semantic like nerd. So I'm always like, let's parse our language very particularly, please. Um, but yeah, and the, and the sort of like the, the theorizing, I guess. The, the sort of uh, predictive language around masks in many ways turned out, I, I was not into that at all. I was just like, well, what does the science say? The science doesn't say this, they're not telling the truth. I don't care about anything else. And honestly, I would have, I would have not said anything to anyone other than my friends, because I'm like processing this with my tribe, my people, unless until people started getting bullying. And I started seeing people bully on social media a ton. Literally sometimes early on in 2020, I'd say up to like, 11 or 12 posts or stories a day where people were just deriding people who didn't want to wear masks. And I was like, well, hold on a second. No, 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 we can't, we can't get to that point. In some ways, the conspiracy theorists were correct. They were like, it starts with like recommending universal masking. Then it ends up after that very shortly mandated universal masking. Then very shortly after that, you are denied access to grocery stores, places of employment, places of uh, travel like buses, taxis, 
uh, schools, you can't go to school. I mean, like education, employment, public, the flipping library, you can't do it unless you do this thing that we demand that you do, that we never provided evidence, by the way, at the time. They had not. When they met it, came out, there was no evidence to support it. Um, and the evidence they did provide was, I mean, there was some, but it was hilarious. I mean, literally it was anecdotal level. It was like expert opinion level, like the least relevant scientific evidence. It wasn't there. Not, not to say that they were wrong, it's just they hadn't provided it. So there was no proof yet that what they were saying was real. And they were already at that stage of like, you can't go to the grocery store to get food. You can't go to school. Then the conspiracy theorists like, it's gonna end up with blah, blah, blah. Uh, so that, it already progressed to there. Then it went from there very soon after to vaccine mandates. You know what I'm saying? So in some ways they weren't wrong because I never heard certain names say gas chambers, but they were like, it starts with this and then it ends with like, a lot of people said it ends with like a, a, an ID card to travel. You know what I mean? And I was like, um, we're not far from that. There literally are right now, and I'm not being conspiracy here, so you can go look at this up. This is widely covered. There are federal ID programs and apps available in a bunch of different states that are specifically tied to vaccination steps. There's a bill right now in, in Rhode Island where uh, they proposed uh, people with unvaccinated children paying twice the amount of uh, income tax. Not joking. I am not joking. That's the level I just shared on my Instagram the other day. Sent the link. Sent the link and everything. Like that's the level where we're at. So in some ways, those people. I can't even tell. I think there's like at some point there was nine, and I stopped counting of times that I, I was like posting on social media where I was like, I need to apologize again to my conspiracy theory friends. I'm so sorry. I rolled my eyes at so much stuff in 2020 that I've been like, oh, sorry, that sounded crazy. You were super right. Listen, I'm still, there's still plenty of people saying stuff I still think is crazy, but I'm happy to just keep apologizing and rolling my eyes. That's kind of my, my general standpoint or whatever. But it did, it got bad really fast. But my question is, since you were in a different place, did that, maybe you didn't see that or it didn't happen around you. I saw bullying within like a month, less, maybe two or three weeks of the mandate going out. Bullying amongst like private citizens, uh, as well as obviously businesses saying, you can't come into this thing unless you do this thing that we say which me in general, you're an empath. So I think you experience tension with other people differently than I do. I experience tension and I'm like, oh, why are you feeling tense? You feeling tense? <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, I would absolutely, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not concerned. It doesn't, it just, it's, not, it's not unappealing to me to have tension. I'm like, oh, that's good, that's a healing moment. That's like when you massage someone, they go, ah, ah. I don't stop rubbing that point. That's then that becomes the only point that I rub. That's how flipping, flipping massages work. You have to work around it, but you literally, you work the injury, injured area and the area around it. So anyway, but like, did, did that pop up in your world? Were people, um, were people bullied around you? Did you ever hear anyone like, in LA, supposedly it was happening on the street. Like people were literally yelling at people who were jogging. Like, put on a mask! Well, before I address that administrative note, um, yeah. I think we should look into the frog boiling to see if that's scientifically accurate. Because I oh, realized- yeah in the context of this discussion, I, I've never looked that we up. We should, I've never, I know. Well, that's an experiment we can conduct ourselves. Um, sure. I, I just don't want to. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry frogs. Sorry frogs for even talking about it. Surely somebody has on YouTube. Uh, oh, oh, absolutely. So, yeah, I, I, this is another area you have helped uh, me understand. Because uh, first of all, I was, what bullying I thought existed, I don't, I don't think I saw as directly being on, you know, I don't know, this side, if that's a thing of, yeah. of, of, of the, 
whatever of the, of the how we were gonna get through this thing. Um, yeah. You know, wearing, wearing, getting vaccinated, wearing masks, um, basically compliance. I mean, that, that'd be like the word to sum up kind of how, you know, and, and there's a, there's a, I mean, maybe this relates to tension, you know, cause you know, there's sure. a, there's a part of that that is my nature for better and worse of accommodation of mm-hmm. banking. And, you know, so there's a, a piece of it that was, you know, even to this day, I mean, I'll carry a mask and I'll be like, if I walk in and they're like, I mean, it's less now because now we've, we're almost at two months in Chicago of the, not having a mask mandate. So things are lightening up. It never made sense to me, by the way, to have to be sitting in a restaurant and having all the servers and, and restaurant workers wearing masks with the, when the patrons were. I was just like, what? No, no what universe not- does this make? No. And, you know, and I would, I mean, see some of the airflow studies and it was just yeah. like, this, this is not even common sense, folks. This is no, no. ludicrous. <laughs> and, it's, and it's a, and it's, and it's a visual cast system too, obviously. Like, right. you know what I mean? When yeah. Server, oh yeah. And I, the server, you're like, this is, I don't know We're you're making hard, you're creating hierarchies, you know? Yeah. And that, and that, you know, there's this fascinating ongoing intersection with your, your focus on, on masks and, and back masks and vaccines and things like that and my you know focus on racism and that's yeah, absolutely. absolutely i've developed a sensitivity yeah. to yes wow not only like often it being in the case um where where servers and whatnot are maybe um people of color but like in your in this case it's like wow yeah we we, we have taken away part of their humanity by covering up their face which i know is that something you come back to a lot yeah. about the the deeper harm of, of the masks I mean yeah. mostly right we're just talking about almost like a neutrality of like they didn't work they don't do anything we shouldn't wear them but then I assume that the next step of this may be actually what harm has been done socially yeah. and to our well-being yeah. um yeah. so back to bullying I, I you know I didn't see too much of it but I oh, okay I, I I don't think and and yeah. and here's the pr- the problem though and you helped me see this more clearly was I I was equivocating I was like well what what bullying exists, you know, I probably just saw on, I don't know, Facebook or social media, and and I just yeah. imagined it was kind of equivalent, like, well, you know, both sides are bullying each other, and basically yeah. not, I don't know, it just seemed like an oversimplified, you know, there's a, just a lazy tendency of, of, our, of our, of the nature of humans, I think, to just be like, well, it's just easier, and it feels safer and it validates, you know, it's confirmation bias. Like I've already made the right decision and I really don't want to deal with those assholes who made the other decision. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. But you helped me uh, as I've kind of <laughs> pulled back the curtains on on your, your part of this world. Um, I don't think they're equivalent anymore. I, I really, I really don't. I, I, I'm noticing what the bullying I'm noticing is there i you know there's bullying i probably don't even see as much of for whatever reason in my circles but there's a dismissiveness there's an assumptiveness and a dismissiveness even in so-called like conscious communities i'm part of yeah yeah where it's the same psychological phenomenon anywhere any tribe that's like bought into the vaccines or science the masks are the way to go and then in and then there's a certain, I don't know, it's, it's dangerous. Like there's a, there's an assumption, like we're in the room and we're with, you know, people, oh, because we're like with these kinds of people, they must believe in vaccines. Yeah, and yeah. I've been in rooms where folks are gently kind of, you know, one literally just used language like, hey folks, I just, I just need to say, we're not all on the same page here. Yeah. But he didn't come out in any kind of aggressive way. Yeah. And I'm guessing he didn't say more. 
because in so many environments, if 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 he were to like make a big deal about that, he yeah. would just get blasted back, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, to me, I mean, early on, it was, I, I just saw a lot of bullying. But again, I think you and I have very different social media. Um, and again, most of my world in for 2020 during lockdowns was on social media. I don't know if that was everyone's world, but that was my world. My world was, yeah, yeah. my social life was dominantly built on social media. Um, I also was aware that like we're in a crisis mode. So I was definitely in like, I need to be as helpful as possible every day. Um, and since I'm, that's my community, then when people are being bullying, and this has been my whole life's joy, honestly, is bully, people are bullying bullying, I'm going to do whatever I can to stop the bullies from bullying. That's like my favorite, it's my favorite. It's like my, one of my favorite things to do since I was a little child. Um, uh, I think I talked about this before, but I had a slightly Dexter-like tendency towards violence. Um, and so I would, I would wait and seek out, like, I mean, to, to a point where I, like, I'm acknowledging it as a malevolence within myself, that I would wait, I would literally like kind of hunt for bullies. I would like get so excited when I'd see a fourth grader like grabbing a kindergartner and smashing his face into a fence or something. Cause I was like, oh, yes. And as a second grader or third grader or whatever, I was like, I'm smaller than the fourth grader so I can totally attack him. And then he's beating up on someone smaller so I can, I'm going to destroy, I'm going to hurt that person very, very badly. So they never do that again. Now, again, I say that fully acknowledging that was also my desire to do harm to another human being. But again, this has just always been my jam. So I'm saying that too, acknowledging the psychological, sort of components of myself that were eager to rise up against bullies. But people would just say things and call people ignorant and be like, put on the damn mask, what's wrong with you? You know, like be threatening people saying killing grandma stuff. I mean, there's so much like cliche stuff that happened in early 2020. Um, and I have this thing with social media that I just came off of a Lenten fast from. If I see something definably false that someone is saying, I, that is the one obsessive compulsive uh, tendency I have. I, it is my compulsion to correct that fallacy. Same thing if I'm around someone out in public. If someone says something that is definably false and I'm eavesdropping, I'm going to say something. See something, say something. And I, th I, and I'm, and I know that, that for some people that's gonna be a little aggressive. Uh, I, I feel pretty ethically solid in that. Um, in that I think that's what we're, as much as we're, we can do so, everyone has their own individual capacity, but that's fundamentally what we're supposed to do as a community. When people are, mistreating people or saying speaking lies we speak against lies this is probably one of the problems with early trumpness let's be honest is that he was a bully and a tyrant and people were like ha, 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 and then everyone else ignored it no no we don't do that like you, you stand up to bullies right and maybe i've just seen too much 80s television um but for me that was like super activating um and it was people with power who were punching down because it was like no you're punching down on the people who literally can't go into a grocery store with getting, without getting harassed so you're literally harassing the harassed from the position of a harasser. And I was like, I don't understand how you can sleep at night and, and talk that way to people. Especially again, this is an issue where it's like, you, you don't have science on your side. This is not a science issue. And I think, oh, that's a question I had for you too. Like early on when you, like if you heard anything, maybe you never heard because there was no tension around you like you're talking about. Yeah, early. Um, but people early on, this drove me crazy. People were like, well, it's, you know, I believe in science, follow the science. I believe in science, wear a mask. And that's one of the things that drove me flipping nuts. Cause that was like, I heard that said so many times. And I was like, masks aren't, you, mask use for respiratory virus is not what science says to do. So that's not a science conclusion. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I was following, and I was literally following the science and people became hate, started hate like being furious at me or whatever. So I was like, no, this is not, like you're not telling the truth. This is not science. And I think that's what was, Man, I, I, this is therapy for me, but like, that's what was so disruptive to me, Andy, is like, as a Christian, 
my worldview is not based on humanistic principles. Uh, I think the dominant humanistic principles of existence, as far as I reckon them from my outsider perspective, are uh, science or like knowledge, knowledge basis, uh, science and reason as sort of like two big, big like tent poles or foundational bricks of what make a humanist, humanist understanding of what reality is, right? And so that's how I was approaching this whole endeavor of like, oh, well, what's up with masks? And everyone was furious at me. And I was like, wait, all I'm doing is talking to you. I felt like I was being attacked for speaking their language. And then they weren't speaking their own language. And I was like, all the people I was having arguments with. And I was like, this is so discombobulating to me. You know what I mean? Well, well one thing that comes up is, <laughs> it's funny what's stuck away in there. Um, some video, I don't know, probably saw it on Facebook. Yeah. And it was, it was like, somebody who refused to wear a mask to go to Costco. Yeah. And the way it was presented to me, combination of the person who filmed it, Facebook's algorithm. Oh yeah, yeah. Where, where my mind was, was like, I, I you know, I don't know. I, I don't think I came in that hard, like what the fuck is wrong with this person? But sure. definitely there was a, an element of like, like that they were the wrong, they were in the wrong. Sure. Like, like, come on, like, like, all they're asking you to do is like wear a mask. All they're asking you to do is wear a mask. All they're asking you to do is be safe. All they're asking you to do is protect protect your fellow citizens. I'm, you know, th that was sure. the kind of narrative I think that was happening with me. Yeah, yeah. Of course, I don't think I'd be here talking to you if there wasn't also a piece of like, huh? I wonder why they don't want to wear a mask. <laughs> That's interesting. I and I, I I think it's you know. So I think some people just flat out, especially maybe in America where we celebrate individualism and authoritarianism, it's like. Yeah, like basically, fuck you. I'm not going to wear a mask. Don't tell me what to do. So sure, yeah. That that I probably paid a lot more attention to that uh, rebuttal of the mask thing, which yeah. I don't. I also don't think is healthy because that's not certainly not based in science. That's just based in like I want to do what I want to do. Yeah, um, absolutely. Well, and it's the same argument of why people were doing it without looking into it. Yeah, saying, yeah. So those I, are kind of yeah. It's the same. It's the same. That's the crazy thing, right? People were arguing and having the same argument. I'm going to do what I want to do. No, I'm going to do what I want to do. Well, I don't want you to tell me to do what you want to do. Well, we're, and then this is to me why I think I don't, if you don't do it, tell me is a slightly better argument because the other person is saying, no, you have to do what I want to do. And the person's saying, I don't want to do what you want to do. Right, you're asking then, me and, to change. Yeah, you're asking me to do what you want. Right. I'm not asking you to do what I want. I'm just saying, don't make me do what you want to do for you. You know what I mean? Just in the relativistic, this is why it shocked me that like liberal bastion places were super like wear a mask. Like that blue, that makes no logical sense philosophically. You know what I mean? If you're a liberal, if you're a liberal, then you're open to ideas of others. That's literally the definition of the word. So then this is a case where it's like, no, you have to do what I have concluded is the right thing to do. And I was like, I can say that. I would say that in an instant. I'm a Christian, literally. Like, like for me, like God's law is absolute. It is not refutable by any. So like I live in that world. I'm okay with like, a theocracy, if it was if it was functional, as opposed to dysfunctional, run by humans, um, you know what I mean. But I was like, this is like Sharia law, dude. This is like, this is like we say that this is the truth, and you must obey our truth. Even though, again, with masks, a brand new thing. Before 2020, I've never had a single argument with a single human being, and I'm an argumentative dude. In my whole life, in 40 something years, I had arguments with anybody about masks and respiratory viruses. So it's not some tradition-based thing or firmly entrenched, you know, thing that this is what we all know. No, we've, no one's ever even talked about this before. 
That's amazing to me. Like how quick, but again, I told this, I said this to you too. This is the interesting thing is like, it's, it's, it's washing how quickly people latch onto and create identities. You know what I mean? Right. Like within months, within months, it became anathema to, to analyze data a particular, in a particular fashion. And that's amazing, isn't it? It's kind of, I mean, it's, in some ways it's kind of neat. It's interesting. Well, yeah. <laughs> From an abstract sociological context, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not you, in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah. Along with a long list of things that are probably going to destroy us. And <laughs> yes. I, you know, and I think, yeah, I think part of what happened was like we, you know, we just sort of skipped over the science part while also labeling it as science. Yeah. Uh, and 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 quickly went. I mean, I mean, where I got on board with it, you know, potentially based in no science. Um, was was based in care. Mm -hmm. I've, I've really I've been researching the care bears a lot lately. Um, Love them. Love those really, guys. Really, really get to the root of of uh, you know what it is. Yeah. And um, that you know that the idea was like this is the way we take care of each other. Yeah. Interesting. That, that's how I. That is how I read it, and that's how I still read it. Whether that's actually yeah. based in truth or not, that's the ideology. Yes, and and you're right, and I think the tribalism that emerged and the perhaps tragedy there is is in some way, if 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 I don't know, I don't even know what sides are anymore. But if you and I are on two different yeah. sides of this thing, sure. I think we I think we're here because we actually both believe in the ideology of care. Yes, let's be healthy together. But it, but the but the how of care is what's totally up for grabs here. So and difficult, like, and so. That I think is one reason it got so like fervent and, and angry and urgent was like, yeah. because it wasn't just even like, it was actually a step beyond like, oh, I, I want you to wear, wear a mask for me. It was like, you are the reason this pandemic is going to be prolonged. You are yeah. the reason more people are going to die. Isn't that amazing? That's what I, listen, that, but in some ways that's, the great thing is that is a good argument. It's just simply not true. Like it's like it's false, and we all we, literally we all know that now. There's literally nobody who doesn't know that that's not the case, right? Because we've had two years, tons of mask mandates, uh, vaccines, dude, and literally since we've had vaccines, like we had 2020 with just mask mandates, and then 2021 with vaccines and mask mandates, and 2021 was worse for COVID than 2020. We all know that. That's just like that's a fact. So we know that argument was false. The funny thing I want to ask though, because I never heard that, I heard people argue that and I was like, yes, if that was true, that would be very convincing. I completely understand. So that way I don't understand. That's the, this is, I can't experience empathy with that, but I can, I can sympathize with it and I can, I can do the first part of empathy, which is understanding, but I can't feel that with someone because I'd be feeling a false feeling, you know, but my question is, and especially because you have that, that feeling, which again, it's a good motivation. I heartily commend that motivation in you, myself, and anybody who who, who wants to do that, right? Take care of people? Hell yes, yes for care. My question is, who told you that it was doing that? Like that's the fun, like who? Because no one told me that. No one told me, literally no one told me that. So then where would I, where would I invent that from? That it was caring for other people. You know what I mean? Who, who's, like who's, literally what person? They had to be a person or a thing that you read written by a person. So a person, a single person, let's be honest, first told you that thing and so far whenever I ask people this question no one's ever been able to answer me so I don't know that I don't, I'm no pressure on you to be the first but who, who, who told you that that was the case 
you know, my instinct is to trace it back because because the N95, because there was there was a yeah. very early discussion that the N95 yeah. was a superior material. So yeah, right at the beginning, there was yeah. there was an understanding of the difference in material, which is yes, which is the part of the mandate, even beyond your science, is like the part that confounds me is just like that we never actually it didn't seem like the mandates tended to specify anything about the material. <laughs> no, um, they're like put something over your face. <laughs> got it. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so I I would want to go there. And, yeah. you know, somebody I follow a lot is, you know, Bo of the fifth column. It's like, I remember him talking about the N95 and, you know, he's like a survivalist, yeah. you know, military kind of guy. So, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seems, seems like he probably knows a thing or two about survival gear and masks and, and he does, you know, in, in, in kind of war, more warlike situations and, and yeah, yeah. how to deal with like toxic, you know, chemical uh, gases and things like that. And so I was, oh, yeah. you know, was like, okay, that's probably one of the first reference points I had of just that there was this. You know, I had those masks, and I didn't, but I never looked at the label. I didn't know what in ninety five. In no, fact, who, in who fact, did? until you said it on this call, like call or whatever run, uh, yeah. I didn't even know if I knew it meant ninety five percent. I think, yeah, I think, I think that's why. I never looked up like what it actually means. So yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. We'll continue to illustrate the differences in our research. Um, yeah, kind of, okay. Oh, but there was so at least you know a per, but there's a person. You know what I mean? I think a lot of times people said that and they didn't even have a reason. So they literally be like, I don't know. I guess my aunt, right? I'm telling you a lot. This is the crazy thing. So many people right. are like, oh, you heard from your crazy uncle that masks don't work. And then I was like, for most of the people I spoke to, and again, I've argued now with easily, uh, I don't know, 80, nine, maybe a hundred people at this point. Um, long, some very long, some very short and bitter and angry. Um, but they're like, oh, you know, you like, you like research this, right? You heard it from your crazy uncle on Facebook. And I was like, for most people, where did you flipping hear your, what your point of view is, is derived from? It's from somebody, somebody on fucking social media. You know what I mean? Some random person told you an argument. And if you heard someone say, oh, it's a way to care for people, your ears pricked up because you're like, I like caring for people. And why, and why wouldn't you? But still, you just heard it from a flipping person. And even if you heard it from flipping Dr. Fauci or whoever, do you know who Dr. Fauci is? I don't. I just knew he was like a villain of the AIDS crisis. I don't know anything about that dude. Like, why would I trust that guy? You know what I mean? or Trump said it, or Trump didn't say it, or Biden said it. Who are these people? I don't know these flipping people. What expertise do they have? You know what I mean? I don't know. Like, and I'm not even saying like, don't trust them. I'm just saying, well, wait, why would you trust them? That doesn't, that doesn't make any logical sense to me. You know what I mean? If you have this guy, Bo, the fifth column, and you have an experience with him, that at least makes sense. You're like, oh, well, he's researched a bunch of things. And so, and I've found them to be effective or accurate. Like that at least makes sense. You know what I mean? In, ter in terms of like receiving information from a, a trusted source that you valid previously validated is all I mean. I mean, it's not like I actually cross-reference his stuff, you know, I just blindly follow the one voice. Um, <laughs> well, no, but I was saying if he said things that are reasonable, you know what I mean? And you've, you've reasoned them through. Oh, but just a quick note, until uh, I think it was like the end of 2021 or maybe early 2022, the CDC, on the CDC website, I need everyone to remember this, don't erase history. The N95, you could go, I still have a screen cap of it somewhere. Uh, there was a little cartoon. This isn't just like in obscure language. N95s, X. They said, don't wear N95s. Do not wear them. 
the only mask that in a healthcare setting has ever been effective and only in one of like six random control trials. So it's mostly a failure. Let's not pretend NA5s are some miracle thing. But if you're going to do anything, it's the one thing you could be like, well, maybe this will work. Even you, you still couldn't mandate it. If they had mandated it, I wouldn't have been flipped out in 2020, by the way. If they'd mandated M95s, I'm like, well, all right, this is the only long shot. It's completely reckless to, to mandate N95s. It was counterintuitive to reason to, to mandate cloth masks, whatever. But anyway, I just want people to know that, that like you learned, you heard that early and that was like a, a reasonable thing to be like, well, if we're gonna do anything, you should do that. Yes, that is completely accurate. The CDC said, don't, literally don't for two years of a pandemic said X, no, don't, don't wear N95s, wear cloth or wear surgical. And I, you can you can go, oh, well, they said it for this reason and that reason, this reason. I don't give a patoot what anyone's reasons are for saying something that's, we, and now the funny thing is we all, what do you mean? We all know N95s are the best. I mean, come on. People already act like that's like, it's this, uh, I just read 1984 during this pandemic, which is probably a great or terrible idea, but it's like East Asia has always been at war with West Asia. I mean, what do you mean? That's how it's always been. We've always known N95s were what we need to do. The cloth mask was a holdover. No, 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 no. They specifically said, don't wear those. The CDC, y'all. Come on, come on, y'all. Woohoo! Have you forgotten nothing since the last pandemic of our lives? <laughs> exactly. Have you? I mean, the stuff we've already forgotten in this one pandemic is pretty amazing. It's I, I, it's it's kind of kind of kind of incredible. I mean, it's incredible too that we're in 2022. We're still having these arguments. By the way, like that's insane. It's insane to me. It's the same to me too, because then mostly the experts who sort of fuel the narrative, because I've been focusing on the narrative. So I know why a lot of people have said the things that I was asking you, like where you heard it from. Um, many of those same proponents of people are always like, why are you saying this? Have then been like, well, like for example, Dr. Monica Gandhi, one of the earliest in early 2020, before the universal mask mandate in the US, published a paper on um, essentially on like dose regulation, that a mask wouldn't, uh, that would reduce the infectious dosage, therefore it could drive infections down. They weren't saying, oh, masks have worked in the past because that would be false. But what they're saying is it could. And so she was an active proponent. She's out of the University of California, San Francisco, um, commentator on CNN and whatever, whatever, like a widely published and cited like public health expert over the, the past, the pandemic. She just did a thread on Twitter like a day or so ago, sort of compiling all the data to being like, well, we can see you know, she's not anti, she's not opposed to mask use still, um, but she's definitely like, well, we're N95s basically is where she's at. But she's like, well, we can see that like mask mandates didn't really have any significant effect. That is largely what most of like public experts have said about what has transpired the past two years. And I just want to say that out loud for everyone to understand that is that even the, the crummiest support and the reason why those narratives were reaching your ears, my ears, it's that it wasn't true. So we need to get into the place of like, if you bullied anybody, y'all, this is one thing I want to talk about. Like, we need to apologize. You need to go apologize. You need to make restitution. You need to stop. You need to learn from it that that's not, we don't divide. We don't divide over things like that, this. You know what I mean? Especially because we don't, what a crazy arrogance to assume that you know this minority case is going to be true. You can believe it all you want. You know what I mean? You can argue for it all you want, but like, we don't, we don't bully or divide or get tense or weird or turn it into an identi a tribal identifier or anything like that. Like they didn't, mask mandates didn't really make a difference. And, and we knew that ahead of time. Like I knew that, I'm a flipping actor, dude. And the only reason I know that is because I literally read the published science and the conclusion of scientific study 
in that area. So I'm not surprised. Other people are like, why didn't this turn out this way? The only people who think that are people who didn't read the literature. That's all. You know, and again, I don't hate those people. I hate, I hate, probably get a little bit into hate with the bullies, but it's my job to love my enemies and I'm just be like, okay, those are my enemies because they're enemies of reason, compassion, etc. You know, but I think it's a great, it's such a great, mask is such a great thing, Andy, because it's so identifiably like just crummy. It's like you can sort of have a position, it's a minority position, there's nothing wrong with that of, of them being effective, but it's like, oh, we were wrong. Great. Great, like we can really see that. You can already see that now, even though it's crazy, people are still arguing about it in the courts. But it's it's a mirage, it's political theater, it's false, it's not real. They're not, they're not relevant. I love masks, I love wearing masks. It's been very hard for me to see masks dragged through the mud the past two years. I, I wish I could wear, the only exciting thing is I could wear them as fashion now and no one thinks like, oh, get out of here, you know? Uh, so that's exciting. But like, we have such an opportunity to heal knowing that like this is, I mean, to me, the argument is over. Like the, the argument's done, we like the masked people ultimately were pretty wrong and certainly wrong to like do it the way we've been doing it, arresting people, assaulting people. I've been threatened with assault and arrest multiple times by authority figures for simply asking why. Um, that's it, just literally, I'm, I'm not even joking, literally just saying the word why six or seven times and not getting an answer. Um, we, like we did it, we got it wrong, but now we can focus on healing. Like we can focus on, on figuring that out, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't hate you that, and I think that's the, so many people's fear about this, you know? And I think, again, this is part of the thing that I was worried about in general, that this makes it much easier to hate a person. You know what I mean? Covering a face makes it easier to hate a person. And Andy, I just want to tell you this one thing. A, we're into the zone of healing, but <laughs> there you go. Now I hate you. No, um, but no, like really, like I don't hate you because you saw that Costco person who was like, why don't they just do, why don't they just fall in line? You know what I mean? I don't understand it. And I would say to you, like, why would anyone listen to someone at Costco? Like, why does that person at Costco have more authority over that person's face than anyone else? But I do want to show you on my notes. I don't know if you can see it. I wrote this, I actually wrote this way before September, but I wanted to share it with my friends. I wrote this before the mask mandate came out. And I was like, let's say, even if masks worked, which they, which they most likely don't, maybe they do, but they most likely don't. Um, I was worried, here are the problems with masks, even if they work. And number one is empathy. And I'm telling you, I have serotonin was next, then limits bacterial input and output, uh, oxygen deprivation, they're uncomfortable, overriding bodily autonomy is not good, especially for children, especially for women, especially for anybody who's marginalized in any way. They, they encourage people to be afraid. They tell them that there's danger around. So that's in giving a thumbs up the spirit of fear, anti-science, et cetera, et cetera. Those are just before we even get into like actual the harms of physically putting a thing on your face. We know microplastics have been found in people's lungs at this point, especially if that's from usually surgical or poorly made surgical masks, um, as well as we've put, I don't even know how many freaking metric billion tons of mask trash into the oceans. Like no, literally anybody who advocates for masks, honestly, you have to shut up for two years about climate crisis because you, you, you don't give a patoot, you don't care. You don't care, you know what I mean? About pollution and like trash, you know what I mean? So, but like, and I, I think that has been borne out more than anything. And I think, and I, I say all that because I want to bring it back to your wheelhouse of like the radical lack of empathy, even just in trying to understand someone else's point of view, emotional response and line of reasoning has been at a level I've never seen in my 44 years of life. 
where people seem to have no desire even to comprehend someone else. You know what I mean? In a way that like, I didn't know people acted like this, you know? I mean, I knew in people's darkness, but I was like, I didn't know that this was acceptable. And it's socially acceptable, like you were saying, it's socially acceptable for people to do that, you know? But how do we get, like, how do we, you're an, you're an empath, like expert. Like, how do we, is that true? I mean, A, I know it's true for children. This is how children learn empathy is by seeing an entire face. But like for grownups, like does this, have you seen that? Have you, have you felt that as an empath? And then how do we get back to that place of like not letting the physical mask have like literally alter our, our perceptive DNA? How do we do it? Save us, Andy! First we take a breath. That's a good idea. Don't just couple, what? Don't just do something, stand there. Couple, couple, couple things piled up along the way. So one is I did want to point out and, and maybe we'll put this yeah. on, on our, on our um, social medias, um, this chart that, that, you know, from the CDC of all places that, uh, that you have that illustrates the lack of difference uh, in places that had mass mandates and, and didn't with, I think infection yeah. rates, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. people, yeah, yeah, it's just infection rates. That's really all masks are, are relevant for, yeah. unless so, you talk to Monica Gundy. <laughs> so that, you know, that to me is so compelling because they're almost identical. And um, uh, I also wanted to know if you could define yeah. patoot. Oh, patoot. Oh, like your patootie, your, um, your, it can either be your, like your, your kind of your face, your ass, you know what I mean? You're, you're a cutie patootie. You're a little, I don't give a patoot. Like I don't give an ass cheek. It's kind of how I uh, think about it. Yeah. <laughs> For accessibility, we'll make sure. I, I know. I think I swore one time on this pod. I try not to swear in general. Like I'm trying to clean up my language and use more beautiful language and not default to to shock words. You know what I mean? I like a good swear word used in in, in proper dosage, but I'm trying to regulate my salt my salt output. <laughs> good for you. I'm 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 trying to be more vulgar on this podcast. So there you go. We're learning a lot about ourselves. Yeah, we're, we're going to meet in the middle somewhere. Um. You know, there's a, there's another phenomenon in there um, that that and we could do a whole whole piece on this, and I'm sure it's going to come out in the next election cycle anyway. But just the 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 energy of authoritarianism and the and the allure of it, sure. Just at a psychological level, you know, we're all at some level, um, whether we like it or not, whether we want to admit it or not, at some subconscious level, there is a a tendency to be like, yes, parent, make me safe. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 there's a quite a bit of um, irony, at least in you know, because Fauci uh, was presented as an authority on this subject. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and a lot of folks, particularly a lot of liberals, I think, were yeah. like happy to follow that. Happy to say, well, you know what? He's the, he's an expert. We ought to do what he says. Yeah, and he's a virologist as far as I'm aware, which is hilarious. So that does not make him an expert in masking at all. Like his opinion is is as credible as mine, if it was pure opinion, is what I'm saying. Right. Which is interesting, right? And I, I don't know that I ever was like, oh yeah, I'm all in on Fauci, but yeah, I also yeah. didn't question it that much. You know, I'm kind of sure neutrally. Um, but I think the, the thing we could, I'm sure, unpack a lot more later is like that, that attraction to authority or authoritarianism is also pretty much the same coming from those same liberals was was like the anti-Trump argument. Like yeah. that we don't want to be led by somebody like that. Um, yeah, yeah. which no. is just 
right? Which is not true, right? Which is funny. I mean, it reveals itself to me not true. We actually do want to be led by someone like that, which is weird, right? Well, and I think a lot of that has to do with presentation and personality. Like Trump yeah. is a vulgar person. I hope we could, you know, we, we probably, it'd be fascinating to unpack him, although I don't know how much attention we want to give him because he may just be drifting out, who knows, but. Uh, yeah, I kind of, I hope. But it was entangled in this, obviously, as he was president at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. There's there's a, there's a couple of pieces there I wanted to point out, and and just again, like, why is it? Like, why did we trust Fauci? Why did we trust anybody with something? Because it's you know maybe it was the subconscious. Oh, parent, <laughs> make us safe, please take care of us, give us the answer. Yeah, and also just a desperation to know an answer, like when something so big was at stake. Um, yeah. So I do want to get back to your question as we like to wander around, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know the other thing, and maybe we can hold this as a question for 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 now or another time. But you know, so it's been bubbling up for me for a while now. Of like, well, what under what circumstances could we justify a mandate? I mean, if there was, yeah. you know, incontrovertible evidence that that something was absolutely in the interest of public safety, I don't know. Maybe like a seatbelt is a good comparison. It's like, yeah, you know. But you, you know, you're like, no, 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 they're actually horrible. Never wear seatbelts. Um, uh, <laughs> they were just, yeah, it had to be, you'd have to, at the very least, right? The first, I mean, we can't answer this comprehensively, but the first answer is just, this is just reasonably. Uh, it would have to provide a bit like, like an overall uh, benefit, right? So uh, the benefit would have to exceed the harm. That would be, that would be at least the first, that's, we'd have to answer at least three or three to five questions, I think, as I'm just sort of thinking through it. But the first would be like, you'd have to, you'd have to demonstrate quite convincingly uh, greater benefit than harm, uh, which masks never passed, vaccines still have not passed. Um, I still think of, of vaccines have like declarative scientific efficacy for their stated purpose. I'm, I'm just saying that in case anyone gets confused, um, uh, which is why it's a separate, uh, you know, we've talked about it separately from masks, whereas masks, I was like, come on now, what, who, who are you kidding? Like vaccines, you can have an argument about, but masks, like it's very silly. Um, but yeah, that would be that would be just number one. It would have to be yeah, it would have to be more more uh, benefit than harm. And masks have not met that, by the way. Just in terms of like we can see the harm, right? I mean, my goodness gracious, just socially, like if you can't talk about it in a group, that's more harm. You'd have to I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of lives you'd have to save in order to <laughs> in order to override that phenomenon of of a taboo introducing a brand new taboo tribalistic subject to a society. I mean, how many lives? How many lives is that worth? Especially if it doesn't go away, because it hasn't gone away for two years. What if this mask thing doesn't go away for like 20 years? I mean, the you know what I mean? The, just the social harm alone. Let, how many lives would that be worth? How many lives would that have to like legitimately demonstrably save? And then how can you even prove that it saved that many lives? Oh man, that's a good question though. Well, we can look back, but that's a good segue back into your question of yeah. the interpersonal dysfunction of, of masks. Yeah. So, Aside from the humor or possible reality that they <laughs> that they make people more attractive, um, so yeah. I never really got into the the style yeah. part of it. I mean, I have a, a couple masks, I guess, that are, yeah. but but they, are, they always seemed like a trade off, and it seemed like, you know, if somebody had, and maybe they maybe somebody had come out with, you know, I've seen like oh dark blue in ninety five, so I'm like oh those look a little nicer or something, but you know, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it where somebody's totally mixed, but like this looks amazing, or blingy or whatever, and cool. 
and it's made of the most amazing material, which has been, you know, scientifically proven to, you know, yeah, prevent COVID droplets from spreading. Okay, I haven't seen that, and I just personally, you know, uh, never never got into that part of it. So, so that's maybe one of the virtues, you know, especially for somebody like you who likes masks and like, oh, it's another way to express myself. Yeah, uh, I I I'm thinking back to about a year ago, um, gosh, almost exactly when when we were in Chicago, you know, getting vaccinated and starting to kind of come out and even be together more, a bit more and, you know, still yeah. wearing masks. And, and then a couple months later, starting to take the masks off in the summer. And there's a, a kind of a fragmented um, relational piece there, right? Where I, I, it's almost like, I can't, I don't know what it, there's like a, a game I think where you can switch out like eyes and switch out noses. And oh switch yeah, out yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, it's kind of like that because I would I would see somebody's you know this this eyes up. Yeah. And then my my imagination would fill in the rest based on whatever data I've collected about you know sure. all sorts of things. Sure. And then it was almost never like remotely what that person really looked like, and so no. it, it's almost like maybe the phenomenon of like I know when I I've, I've going in and out of having a beard. I had a beard for most of COVID, shaved it a couple months ago. And, you know, men in particular look radically different, you know? So I think that's an interesting comparison. Like with, with like if we have a big beard and then we shave, it's, it like takes an adjustment. I mean, there's even videos of like babies crying and they don't recognize their fathers, right? Yes, totally. So it's like, yes, there's a piece of that. I don't know, just, just, I don't know what the term would be necessarily, almost dissociation of like, whoa, is this, I have to like remap this face and this person into my world and my psyche and my understanding. Um, yeah, do I so know that, you? <laughs> so at, at the most basic physical level, like do I recognize this person yeah. and, and, and their shape and their form? That's a sure. challenge. Um, and then, yeah, like, you know, there's so many cues, uh, arguably far more of the cues we're reading from each other are, are physical than, than the words we use. That's what people say. I'm not that person. I'm, I'm starting to think I have like some sort of disorder. I read the other day, it's like 90% of communication is nonverbal. And I was like, not for me, dude. 90% of communication for me is verbal and I'm semantic fiend. I was like, I might, I'm, again, I might be on the spectrum. I, I don't know. But I, that's, mo that's what most research tends towards is what you're saying. Well, and, and that's controversial. This is an area where I've, I've poked a bit and okay, realized yeah, yeah. it's one of these things that has happened so often where like the original study kind of was very specific. I mean, most studies are incredibly specific, right? They They're are, trying, oh my gosh, yes. And I, I, I don't remember it all precisely and it's not worth the time, but but it, even in that, like like he's yeah. even, the guy who did that experiment has even come out and been like, well, it's not, that's actually not exactly how I intended it. It's not. <laughs> yeah you know universally true that that you know that these that these precise percentages of communication styles are you know so sure so so take that to heart um yes but uh and maybe that, you know maybe that illustrates it you know like because i'm i've always studied communications you know so that like yeah. going way back so maybe that's like oh those are the things i'm going to prod poke and prod a little deep more deeply into like yes how do we relate um yeah you know, and you think about like things that you know, like, um, I don't know, deaf folks who, who depend on reading lips a lot yeah, of the yeah. time, right? Or, or hearing impaired folks um, would, would certainly, all of a sudden we've like cut off like an entire, entire layer of communication. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, to whatever extent the, the body language thing is accurate, you know, well, here we are kind of at a chest up, you know, thing for the last couple of years anyway. Yeah. 
Um, which is not exactly the point because that's, you know, we're <laughs> other than me a second ago, we're not wearing masks on Zoom so much. Um, maybe that's what we should start. We should start a movement to wear masks on Zoom. On Zoom only, and then see how long Zoom lasts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm just, yeah, I'm just kind of working through what I remember of your list. Um, so without those cues, I mean, I, I was actually joking, and if I was a billionaire, I might have made this like to have a mask that had an LED panel on it, and it would yeah. read it would read your muscle cues. Yeah. And if you were smiling, it would put in a smiley emoji. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. People, I think people develop something like that. Really? I, think, I, I do think someone has like. I mean, it's not anything that people were buying, but like there, I, I do believe that was in development. I remember seeing it at some point during the pandemic period, you know, so whatever, I don't know. I'm, I'm not gonna tell you this, this is not an attempt to be a, a accurate quote, but like, you know, uh, robotics students in the University of Tokyo, or sure. you know what I mean? So, but like some people had been like, oh, we get this, especially if they're like, this is our future. We do have to find some way to start communicating via emoji or what a facial emoji to like let people know what's happening. Cause it's, it's, and, it's flipping confusing. This is like living in an era, like a, a, um, a Sharia country, right? Cause we're like back to this now where you're like, this is, this is the only thing that must be seen. So, so we all learn to smile with our eyes, which is an actor, yeah. I assume, you, you know, studied that. Um, I, and and I, that's it, you know, I think not knowing like, like the mouth and the cheeks and the chin. I mean, there's so much of, of our communication is this facial expression yeah and, and certainly emotionally right and and just not knowing oh i mean i mean we figured that out in college only 10 percent of my jokes land but they're the, they're damn good they're good solid 10. so i it was maybe not the most scientific study but i was just like i was feeling like even fewer of my jokes were landing because i'm like you know oh my god because oh, i have a deadpan style and like people are like yes. uh wait what uh, wait i'm like yeah. uh you know i'm like damn it i have to this doesn't work anymore. Um, and for me, it was good because like I need to enunciate more in general. It's not something I focus on. And then I'm not that amazing at eye contact when I'm speaking. I'm a good listener with eye contact, but not a good speaker. It's something I've, I've, I've tried to work on as like New Year's resolutions and stuff. In some ways, I thought mask wearing could be helpful with that because like you got to lock in and you have to enunciate because I've, I've had many repeat interactions with many people uh, where I'm like, wait, what? I'm sorry, what? Especially when they started putting up those hilarious, the shields, <laughs> the plexi shields, more harm than good people. Don't ever forget, more harm than good. Um, uh, and I mean that literally, like that's that's just a true thing. Um, the, and those, so if someone was like at a store, like had a mask on plus the shield and they would try to be like, ask me a question. Like, what is your name, sir? I'm so, oh, I'm sorry, what? And it would happen like two or three times. I get. I'm not that anxious of a person, but if I have to repeat myself or ask another person to repeat themselves, oh, oh, it's making my stomach churn just thinking about it now. Like that awkwardness of having to like re-communicate the same point multiple times. This is why I can't, I'm not that great of a teacher. Yeah, I, I relate oh, to that. Oh, so I, it, makes, it makes me quiver. It's making me hot. I have sweat on my body right now. Sweat. Well, and like I'm thinking, like there, there it, this was all kind of in the name of like a mass empathy, right? Like, oh, yes, we need a mass empathy, not mass sympathy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, maybe both, but yes, but, but yeah. So I, I'm I'm immediately going to the interpersonal piece, but you know, like this whole idea of like care, we talk, we call it care there. Like, yeah. oh, 
if we all wear masks and we all get vaccines, and we all just do this and we all do lockdown, and we just do all these things, this will all, all blow over in six months and we can just kind of do, do that. Which, you know, there is a kind of empathy to that, even if it's misplaced scientifically. Um, but, yeah, yeah. but in exchange, we've, we've lost a lot of this interpersonal, we traded this, this ability to have interpersonal empathy, this ability yeah. to connect with each other. Yeah. And I don't know, I think it's actually not even empathy. I, I think my theory, it's just theory. Maybe you have a different theory because you're empathic. So you might know how people are actually feeling. I think it's false empathy. I think it's self, it's literally, you're not even concerned about somebody else's feelings. You're really thinking about your feelings in that case. You know what I'm saying? Cause like, again, this is like, if people, especially when people weren't really around people that much, then you're saying, well, you know, cause everyone's really afraid. So we got to do what we can. Cause everyone's so afraid of this thing. How do you know other people are afraid? Are you a natural empath? I'm really not. It's something I had to pray for and it's something I work at. Um, and I have it to some degree, and I, I honestly, I find it a little different. It makes life more difficult, but more complex uh, and accurate, if I can say that. Um, but it's like, what are, what are you, again, what are you talking about? Who, who was, who, who are you helping? Like, who are you making less afraid? You know what I mean? The, the mask thing throughout human history has been a sign of someone you should be afraid of. If someone puts on a mask, you have reason to fear them. I have been asked to leave grocery stores because I wore masks well before this pandemic. When you put on a mask and go into a bank, someone's gonna pull a flipping gun on you, dude. Like this is covering your face means you're up to no good. That is most of human history. You don't see mask statues with flipping masks on them unless you're like, in a, again, like a Muslim country or whatever. But like in general, you know what I mean? A veil is like, to, it may be a bride, maybe, maybe a rare occasion, but like a mask would mean you were veiled before you're killing someone. You'd see that on helmets that cover the face, people in war, in battle. You don't cover your flipping face unless you're up to some sort of mischief. As, a, as an actor, a performer, you might do it, but then you all sit and you've all agreed you're gonna be changing who you are. You could do it in sacred rituals, but it's, it's, it's serious. Covering your face is serious business throughout all of human history. Those guys, those definitely those guys who who actually pulled the lever to fire the Death Star ray. Yes. In Star Wars. Yes. Like, you know. Yeah, you can't because it because in some ways, if you see their humanity while they're doing that, that's it's kind of overwhelming, right? When you do a terrible thing, that's why people cover their faces. You can't find out who I am, and again, I'm just like I'm hot, I'm hidden, and I know again, I know this as an actor and as someone who likes masks. I've worn out of Burning Man. I've worn the same Lucha mask I wore for most of this pandemic. Uh, I, I'd wear it like all night sometimes. I'd wear it for like three or four hours at a time. Full face mask, guys, covers just this. And I like it. I dig it. I like wearing masks. I like superheroes, all that sort of stuff. Now, granted, that's mostly covering this part. Covering the mouth is like the weirdest, let's be honest. And that's what we were doing a lot of. But, and again, I like to talk, so don't do this to me. Um, and no surprise, censorship has ramp ramped up in the past two years. And as the same time that we did this, just for a little metaphor alert. But yeah, no, it's it's, it's, it's so fascinating. I'd love to talk to you about that too on the interpersonal front. Because I always felt like, this is why I try to talk about this early on. I was like, this is part we can all talk about. We, this, is, this part of it's dangerous. It's scary, right? Even if you think they work and I think they, I see that they don't, then like, well, we can still talk about like, mm, okay, here are all the, all the stuff. And this has been the, one of the biggest problems in the past two years. People aren't allowed to talk about harms of things, which is super weird. It's happened with vaccines and stuff too, or lockdowns, same thing, where you're like, well, no, no we got to talk about all of it. Like that's, this is, again, this is our, what our show is about. You have to talk about all of it. Like this is all, this is all fair game. It's all fair game for us to all 
discuss what's good and what's bad. That's how you, that's common sense. That's how you evaluate things, you know? That's how we make it common. That's how we, that's how we common it. Well, I, I deeply appreciate you asking the hard questions and, and, and sticking to it and really opening my eyes to a deeper inquiry. And, and it, you know, I know we don't see eye to eye on all the things, and that's, that's part of the beauty of it. Um, but I genuinely appreciate uh, the deeper inquiry. And thank you for um, talking to me about something that a lot of people shut down about. And I hope, hope I seriously, I, like with such a deep part of myself, sincerely hope that this is a, not just like a, a BS session. People are like, oh gosh, keep talking, guys. You, you, you like hearing yourselves talk. I really hope this is illuminative to people on how you can talk about this. This is not anything that anyone needs to be tribalistic or tense about. It's, it's, it's really completely unnecessary. It's, it's not, if you think that it is, you're just literally wrong. You're straight up wrong, demonstrably wrong. This is absolutely something we can all, I mean, we can all talk about everything, but this more than, more than almost anything, any hot, hot button issue of the moment. This is, this is how you talk about it, guys. It's not, it's not that hard. It's, it's really- a, It's a public health issue. Yeah, that's the thing. So we're, and we all have public health. And again, the thing I think you nailed on, I just, like, if we care, then we have, like, we have to communicate. Let's be, like your shirt says, Andy, let's be careful. And we don't have to be bears to care. <laughs> yes, done. And episode over. I love you, man. Love you too. Bye. Bye.